we have this really nice creation. Um, hold on, let's just intro the podcast real quick. <laughs> hey, everybody! Uh, this is a Super Soda Bros podcast. I'm Caleb, and I'm the guy Luke. Hello, and welcome to this episode. Today we have zero plan, but that's okay. But uh, but yeah, so we were just talking a little bit before the show. I got a little glass of whiskey with me tonight, some Canadian whiskey. And I have water because I already had a little homemade drink I made that's like probably pretty original with, I'll tell you the ingredients, everyone. You can, you can feel special. I'm jingling this around so much. <laughs> um, so what you do is you do like a good glug glug. This is for two servings, by the way, unless you really want two drinks. You do a good glug 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 of tequila. It doesn't matter. It can be cheap because we have cheap tequila and it's actually really good. Um, <laughs> And then you take a decent amount of glug, glug, glug of, like, a margarita mix, whether it be... We use lime because lime tastes better and it's got, like, that tartiness to it. Yeah. And then you top off the rest of the glass with Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Ooh, bro. Really good. It gives you a little extra sweetness to it and carbonation where you're like, ooh, this is that. Awesome. It's actually a really good combo because I made it for Christine. She's like, what did you do to this? I'm like... Baja. She's like, yeah. <laughs> so is it just any standard, like a bog standard lime mix for margaritas? Yeah, I, I think we have the Jose or Jose Cuervo lime margarita mix where it's like a 12% mix where it has alcohol in it, but it adds like that sweet liminess to oh, it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because you can't add just juice. You got to add something extra that's more alcohol in it. Yeah, that's you got to have. Yeah, for like the margarita mixes, it, it's got to be its own little thing with like all of its exactly. own ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and like with beers, you don't want to mess around with beers too much. I mean, I think at the very most, you're gonna put like lime in it. Like lime and Corona go goes really great. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of salt. Um, around the edge of a cup. Like, if you pour beer into a glass, just put some salt on the edge. Mm. But you really don't want to put anything else in beer. It's kind of just on its own. Because it's that good. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, also, like, you... you Pretty much the only thing you can do is add a lime or lemon to a cerveza. And you can't really do, like, lime to, like, a Sam Adams. Because it's like, okay, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, it's got a whole kind of different flavor profile. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I dropped my ball. I was going to say, you're finally a man. <laughs> <laughs> Took me this long, friends. <laughs> I had a delayed puberty. Um, puberty. Puberty. Oh, uh, did I tell you guys we got a whole thing of twisted tea? Oh, yeah? Like a 12-pack kind of thing? Yeah, uh, we got a 24-pack of the peach. Wait. You get 24 packs of peach? I think. We don't get that here. We just get a variety pack in this four peach, and Christine drinks them all immediately. <laughs> she's like, the rest of them, she's like, meh. I'm like, come on. We just spent, like, whatever, $13 on those four drinks. Why not just uh, so they don't have, like, an entire flavor pack? It's always. Or half and half or original, which are the worst, too. So, the, oh, the, so you haven't found peach as its own. Pack. Not as, only as a 12 pack bottle and those are really overpriced oh but geez. nothing as a 12 16 18 or 24 so the only 16 or 18 pack whatever that they have is original mm. and that's it yeah we got we got cans they're not even yeah expensive bottles. usually yeah usually the the bigger packs are cans but they only sell individual flavors either as the multi-pack or six pack and a six pack you can easily drink in a night. So yeah, our go to is like it has to be bigger than an eighteen, otherwise it ain't worth it. <laughs> well, hey, next time we we come down and see you guys, we'll bring up a pack, Let's and we'll give you guys some um, bud. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's not like no we thanks. can get that here. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll or what's what's the um. That Pittsburgh beer that you guys have. Oh, um, Duquesne and Icy Light. Yeah. Those are both good. Whatever the one was that you brought up like a year or two ago to Connecticut. Yeah, Duquesne. 
Yeah, it was like a 30 pack for like $15. Yeah, or it's so good. I'm like, dude, this beer is so good. It's so cheap. Like, you guys are lucky <laughs> for that one. Because like, it's not like Miller Lite or Coors Light where it's like, it's literally piss water. It's like. Hold on. What? Did I... Miller is good. Oh, I have all man. the mac. All I have all the macro beers. Miller has the most flavor oh. by far. Coors Light yes. sucks. Bud Light sucks. Bush Light sucks. All the lights suck. Miller Light is okay. Mm, okay High Life, okay. High Life is good for for cheap beers. If you're like, hey, let's go get some cheap beers. I'm getting High Life, like without a doubt. Okay. Because Bud Budweiser sucks. Coors sucks. Like those are Rolling Rock, whatever. Yeah. Millers are good because they have like that nice weedy, weedy flavor to them, and which I really like. So I'm like, yeah. Miller. Okay, that's okay. That's fair. I, I I retract my previous statement, because... and I respect you for that. Because Budweiser. <laughs> That was actually, Budweiser actually tastes like cardboard. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. But yeah. but Duquesne, no, Duquesne, a local beer to the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, quite good for what it is. Obviously, it's like fifty or sixty cents per can, but you just got to deal with it, you know. So maybe you think about it, though, hmm. a beer at a baseball game is ten bucks. That's true. Saving money. So... Save, save money. Live better. Walmart. So, so what happens next time we see you guys? Uh, we'll bring up a case of Duquesne, a case of Twisted Tea Peach, and then you guys can like trade us like a like some New Hampshire whiskey or bourbon or something. Well, yeah, we'll trade you for something else. We'll give you something like maple related. Yeah, no, that no, that'd be tight. Like, hey, here's like thirty cans of beer. Here's a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> hey, I'm, and that's that's fine because I mean, my and this just. I was gonna say this just brings us back to the days of like of of bartering, retrading. Yeah, then that's how it should be. Like, okay, on a small scale, it's perfect. Like, it's absolutely perfect. Like, maybe couple hundred people, maybe a handful of thousand people in a tight knit community. Bartering works. Once you get larger than that, you gotta set up systems like, like police and fire department and hospitals, and so that. That, that, like, their services are so uh, valuable, you can't just trade, like, a sandwich for it, you know? I wonder if that still happens in, like, the small towns of, like, the Appalachian Mountains and, like, northern, northern Maine and stuff mm -hmm. where where there's a population of 100 and there's a school that's, you know, 100 miles away so everyone homeschools and there's no police officers, it's just the law. I wonder if people actually trade goods, like like trade farm goods and meats and vegetables and crops and. Well, bro, that's literally what the Amish do. The Amish are literally well, okay, off okay. From society. The, the Amish are their own thing, but I'm okay. just saying as like actual like like people in culture who still use the internet. <laughs> Got. Okay. I wonder if I wonder if they still barter and. Stuff I don't like think that. people in Appalachia are using the internet, <laughs> or I. Yeah. They got that Verizon 5G, you know. The Obama phones, because we all the know Ob that we all know the Appalachians voted for Obama. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nah, man. Uh, so, a little bit of historical fact I just found out. Um, one of the first uh, fast loading <laughs> rifles was I believe made in 1785, which was only a few, a few short years after the Constitution was written. And basically it was like a self-loading musket, which basically a semi-auto semi rifle, basically. Hmm. I'm just like, huh, that was fast. Cause like, you, you know, you don't think about um, high caliber machine guns until like at minimum, the Civil War with the Gatling gun that you had to, like, rotate. It was, like, a huge cannon-looking thing. But, yep. like, 70 years prior to that was basically a fast-shooting rifle. Hmm. And, pe and people were still, you know, hand-loading muskets, you know, basi basically... Going, bounce, 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 bounce. Yeah. Is it... Wouldn't it basically be, like, a action lever rifle? Um, kinda. Let me, let me look up the design for that. Um, oops, that's... So I know the action lever, action lever rifle became popular in like the early 1800s, maybe like the 1820s or 30s. Yeah. 
because that's when that really became popular and stuff. Even though there were still like black rifle, single muzzle rifles and all that stuff, but I know that's when like semi-auto stuff became a thing, like revolvers and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, revolvers. Re- revolvers were a game changer. Oh um, yeah, and like I- you don't have to take five minutes to reload one shot that goes right and the uh revolvers were actually made popular was because there was a skirmishes between native americans and settlers out west and so native americans would literally they'd be like hanging sideways off of their horse shooting arrows rapid fire because they held the arrows between their fingers they never used quivers so they'd be rapid firing at like soldiers and stuff and the soldiers would just be sitting there loading their muskets one at a time and they just get murdered like, immediately and so the revolver it's got like six shots in it so it's really easy to pop that off and it just it changed warfare completely oh yeah um i'm trying to look up that, uh, that gun and then they made like magazines i was thinking for the word i'm like what's the thing that you put in the pistol and like done uh clip Boom. clip yeah, yeah, clip magazine. A magazine would be for a rifle. Sorry, I'm a nerd. True. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen. I'm, I'm just gonna try googling fast shot rifle 1700s because nothing's popping up in Google immediately. Uh, in 1718, James Puckle invented and patented. The was it puckle gun? That's weird. Puckle gun. I would love a puckle gun. Uh, here I'll just pop it on screen real quick. Uh, the puckle gun had a preloaded cylinder which held eleven charges and could fire sixty-three shots in seven minutes, which was nine shots per minute. That's like one every eight seconds. Yeah, but that's like it, that's a stationary thing. I'm looking for a, there was a mm. musket. Um. Oh, that's awful! I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't want to. I don't want to see your poison Eevee. I'm just showing everyone, just not even saying what I have. So if you listen to the audio podcast, you never know what I just did. I might have pulled down my pants, but I didn't. <laughs> you, you gotta watch. <laughs> You'll the have YouTube to watch. Version. Gotta watch the YouTube version for that one. Well, actually, the video version is on Spotify, but obviously, if you're in your car, you're not gonna be watching the video. Videos are on Spotify? Yeah, they updated that, like, maybe a month ago. And so now, like, you can have a... Because, like, it's kind of like if you have YouTube Premium where you can, like, watch the YouTube video, but then if you shut your screen off, it'll keep playing. You just won't see stuff. So you can probably still do that. So do we get... Have you checked? Do we get views on Spotify? Because I am unsure. Good question. Let me see. Um, also, I cannot find the information for that gun, but I know oh, it's out there. So, I, I so did, you're lying. I well, I am misspeaking truth. Okay. No, but I, no, I, right. I definitely saw it. I, I literally just saw it this week. People were talking about it online. Um, People were talking about it. So average plays per episode is five, which is, hmm. you know, across all of them, that's... Okay, so for all of our episodes, and I believe we have 17 out right now, um, a total of 156 plays. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, Come on, people. Share, like, comment, subscribe. Stay tuned for more content, and we'll see you all very shortly in right now. It seems Guys, like... li- seriously, if you're listening to this podcast, can you please share it? Because we really need, a f- like, at least, like, five people per episode, because that would be kind of nice. Please, honestly. Uh, so if we, can get, like, if we can get, like, your friends to listen, that would be cool. And if they know us, that would be cooler. But we don't have friends, so it's kind of hard for us to, you know, kind of branch out a little bit. I think we just got to start sharing it more on social media. Like, anytime Christine shares, like, a YouTube link in her stories, that YouTube video gets, like, 20 views. That, the second episode that she's like, I'm in a podcast, guys! That one got, like, 50 views. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, honestly, like, like I'm looking at the, the bar chart right now, and... I'll, I'll just drag it on the main screen. Sorry, Luke, you can't see, but you got you still got to trust wah, me. Wah. Um, so episodes 
two, three, and four have 12, 12, and six, respectively. Cool. So on a side note, the so the first episode, the pilot, was 23 minutes. Episode two was 32 minutes. Episode three was almost 46 minutes. So very, very short. And if we just look at the last couple episodes we had, one hour, one minute, 57 minutes, one hour, 19 minutes, one hour, 12 minutes, See, one hour, 12 like, minutes. I think we were originally trying to keep these podcasts be 30 to 45 minutes, and that has not worked <laughs> at all because we just like blah, 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 too much. I think especially since we've kind of gone off the cuff and not necessarily always had a specific plan, we tend to ramble a lot more. Yeah, and usually people are like, Shh, dude, shut up. Man. Come on, you're <laughs> rambling. It turns into F Face podcast. They're like, come on, get to the point. Oh, are you caught up with uh, Fart Face? Almost. <gasps> Getting close. It's we're a couple episodes, we're only a few episodes behind. We, we listen almost every day. Okay, good. It's so good. It's such a good show. The thing is, the sad thing is that once we get caught up, we're going to be like, oh, now we have to wait a week to listen to it. Yeah. That's gonna suck. I'm like, I'm used to listening to it like almost every day. I'm like, yeah, let's go, new episode with Raymond. I'm like, I gotta wait a week now. It's gonna be so sad. I think we'll probably listen to Face Jam or something because Face Jam is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with Jordan and Michael and Eric. Eric. Yeah. And uh, the Sauce Monkey. Sauce Monkey. Yeah. Derek. No, not Eric. Derek. No. I don't know his name. No, no. Okay, so there. Okay. Michael. Or it's Nick. Yeah, Nick. Michael, yeah, Nick. M- Michael Jordan. Ha, Michael Jordan. Eric and uh-huh. Nick. But Nick's the sauce yeah. monkey. Yeah. Anyway. Nick's also an F face as well. Anyway, that's another podcast. It's called, uh, uh, we say F because it's a swear word, so you can probably fill in the blank. F face podcast. I, yeah, I think, podcast. I think we talked about it in, other sh- in uh, one of our yeah. other shows. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whiskey. Whiskey. Which kind of whiskey is it? Canadian. It's got the maple in it, don't ya? No. Got the the maple in the syrup. I got the maple. No. No, it's just straight up whiskey. The Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is in it. Oh, did I tell you about the uh, the black coffee um, whiskey I have? Mr. Black? Oh, hang on. Hang on. I'll be right back. Wait, hold on. Make... I definitely didn't do anything. Okay, I'll... Oh, man, I gotta see what you did in the edit. Shoot. 20 minutes. <laughs> Write right. that down. All right. <clears throat> so. Blooper reel. Here it is. Ooh, thistle finch. Genuine small batch black coffee... Flavor whiskey. Ooh, nice. Sorry, it's a little blurry. It's even got like handwritten notes on it of when it was bottled, batch number, bottle number. Yeah. It's That's a, cool. It's 80, 80 proof. It's a little bit harsh. Um, like it's, it's pretty bitter as, you know, black coffee would be, but very interesting. And it's locally brewed, not brewed, locally distilled. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh. Which is somewhere, because I do not remember. Lancaster. Oh, Lancaster's all the way over by Philadelphia. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Not so local. That's like me saying, hey, this New York thing is really local. You're right. Dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off right there. I totally forgot Gettysburg was in uh, Philadelphia. Dude, Gaysburg is sick. I love Gaysburg so much. Like I'm, I, I like history. Okay, like you know, like a normal person. Like history's cool. I enjoy it. But Gettysburg is freaking sick, dude. Like when you like watch the movies from like the mid two thousands with what's his face. I don't remember. I think it's literally just called Gaysburg. But dude, when we went there with the Boy Scouts, that was probably my. As far as trips go, probably my second favorite trip that we did was going to Gaysburg for five days. It's so cool because, like, you could literally stand on the battleground where everything happened. You'd be like, oh, you mean, like, hundreds, hundreds of people ran up this hill? Like, that's insane. They charged this hill and they all died. And over there they ran up that hill and they all died. I'm like, 
I want to go there again someday. Um, what was it? We, at four Boy Scouts, we went there for the 150th anniversary, I believe. Okay. Um, and they had a thousand person reenactment of a battle, which was really cool to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely want to go back to Gaysburg sometime, although it, for us, it's pretty dang far. It is, yeah, for us, it's three and a half hours, which is... That's it? Yeah. Dude, you can, like, spend the weekend there and be totally fine. I know. We'll probably, we'll probably oh do that eventually. Oh, my gosh. Dude, yeah, you should... You gotta drive I'll, through, I'll, you, gotta, you gotta drive through Dover to get there. <laughs> I have to see how freaking far we are. Okay, well, this is not gonna be fun. Google Maps, let's search Gettysburg. I got you already. Uh... Just over eight hours. And that's assuming you miss traffic, because it's already late at night. Okay, let's see how... Uh, eight yeah. hours. Let's see how far it's from our original house in the non-disclosed place. No, no, no. Not Honestly, that. that's not a bad time coming from where you are in New Hampshire. I mean, yeah. But still, it's eight hours. Yeah. For Connecticut, where we lived, it was six. Well, that's not terrible. But still, six hours is pretty long. We would need a four-day weekend to go to Gaysburg, so I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Right. Yeah, for you guys, yeah, you guys could totally just make like a trip there, mm -hmm. and be fine. Yeah. Oh, we go right through Hershey and Harrisburg. Yeah. Man. It's like at at that point, you might as well skip Gettysburg and just come visit us. <laughs> yeah, we're that close. We might as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Add in an extra like I mean, because you're because you go like south, like through the south of Pennsylvania, so you'd come like more middle across like the farmland and you would act, it would only add like maybe 2 hours. So you'd actually save what's, a lot of time. What's the is there like a specific town you live in Pittsburgh or is it just Pittsburgh? Cuz I don't want to give your address. I mean, it's it's technically Pittsburgh for all intents and purposes, but there's like subdivisions where they are technically their own towns. It's like like um oh, like I'll I'll bleep this, but Willimantic is in Wyndham. True. So that it would just be that kind of difference. Oh man, dude, you guys gotta move back to New England because you guys are eleven hours away. I I know I know. Dude, that's so far. <laughs> that's such a far drive. That's so far away. <laughs> I know. It's literally an entire day, basically, of being awake. Yeah. More or less. Dang, uh, and half of it, and half that drive is nothing. I mean, going to Connecticut, ha more than half the drive is Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, yeah, because <laughs> New York's a little bit, and then it's Connecticut. It's like boom. It's like Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut, and it's like okay, cool, we're there. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's literally all. If you guys lived, okay, I'm just gonna zoom in on Pennsylvania right now. Hi guys, we're doing uh, geography on the podcast again. If you guys <laughs> lived in like Milford. Uh, Pennsylvania, if that's in Pennsylvania. Alright, it is. If you guys live in Milford, Pennsylvania, that's like maybe three hours, if that. Or even like Philadelphia. Like, come on. It depends where in Philly. Um, uh, it's not great. Philly is the founding father, so. Yeah, but, you know, a lot, a lot changes in a couple hundred years. Six hours from us is philly okay so six hours so three so basically about three hours from where our parents live is connecticut and another three hours is to hampshire so like home is halfway point yeah which isn't bad yeah that's a that's pretty good to for all things considered yeah. all things i would considered. i would i would drive five or six hours any day of the week to come visit you guys if we lived closer. Yeah. You know, but as it is, you know, like you said, having like a four day weekend to actually have time to spend with y'all is mm -hmm. very rare. Exactly. Yep. 
we have th we have two options one you guys come up to new hampshire or two we move to the appalachian mountains in in north carolina and we can barter with each other <laughs> yes <laughs> to be fair if there was another place i would move to it would be either the mountains of north carolina or the so the mountains of north carolina or the beaches of north carolina or like southern colorado or something or something out midwest area but i pr i would probably pick north carolina over colorado to be honest okay um so so by mountains do you mean like more west like kind of uh, near, near tennessee you see Asheville, North Carolina? Yeah. Asheville. Okay. That's what I would go. Because you're like, you're still wearing like the climate weather of it being warm and you still have four seasons, but winter is shorter, mm -hmm. which is fine because I guarantee you there's mountains out there still because for snowboarding stuff, although I really like snowboarding, so that's why I'm not moving south. If I live, if, okay. If I had zero interest in snowboarding, like I never, if I tried it and didn't like it, I would probably be in North Carolina. Gotcha. But I like snowboarding a lot. So. And snowboarding is fun because then you actually can do something in the wintertime. So that too. That's my big thing. If you, if you like, if there's something you can do in the wintertime, new, like New Hampshire and Maine are great. If you despise fall and winter, it's like. You can, if you, if you, as long as you like enjoy doing snowboarding, skiing, snowmobiling, cross country, like snowshoeing, whatever, it's amazing because you can do stuff all year round and you get, and you have the mountains and stuff and you have, you know, four seasons and not just two. Yeah. Because North Carolina has like three seasons. And then yeah. once you get past North Carolina, it's, you have, you have hot and kind of hot. Yeah. You'll, you'll, probably get um some humidity but it really depends yeah but yeah new hampshire is really nice because there's like one hot stretch like a week or two which we had a little bit last weekend and then this coming friday is supposed to be 95 and it drops back down to the low 80s which is nice so hmm. even like here it still gets hot like people associate vermont new hampshire and maine to being oh it's so cold as long as you stay south of, of Lake Winnipesaukee and Portland, Maine, it still gets pretty hot. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, the climate up here is extremely similar to Connecticut. Because Connecticut, sure, it's like a couple degrees warmer, but it's like really not that big of a difference. Yeah. And no sales tax. Correct. And, I mean, Connecticut's got a couple bigger snowstorms over the years but it's really it's it's average either way for summers yeah. and winters um so changing topics a little bit so i just randomly i'm like oh what if we lived in a certain place how far would it be to go to an airsoft field because airsoft has become a big part of my life now again um, <laughs> it's back baby back and bigger than ever so there's only one airsoft field in all of maine one and it's Warrior Village, where Ethan used to go to. There's um, there's two. Because he said he goes to a second one. And then in New Hampshire, there's um, three? Uh, yeah, RPC, X-Fire, which is down near Nashua. And then there's uh, Feel Good Farms. So I was told um, from a co-worker, because my co-worker, I should say friend, he's not really... He is a co-worker, but he's a friend. Anyways, um, he works at the field in Fremont. Fremont. Okay. Like, he, he works there once in a while. He says it's great there. He said, feel good farms, you get all the tryhards. Yeah. Like, li listening to that Airsoft podcast, and there's a guy that plays there. He, like, he literally, he went so deep, so hard. And he only began playing, like, a year or so ago at this point, from what he said. You know, in his first game, he had a full gear loadout. His first game. And he had no idea if he was going to like it. He had never done it before. So he showed up fully kitted out. And then he just went up from there. He did his first milsim. He did his first milsim by, like, month seven. Jeez. Yeah. 
Airsoft's one of those things where, like, it's a really good hobby because it's not incredibly expensive. Because once you get your outfit and your whatever gun you pick out, it's Mm -hmm. literally just you pay for BBs and maybe little things. And when you go to games, which is like 25 bucks a weekend. Right. And and, and if anything, you can kind of gradually increase. Like, maybe you get an extra pouch for, like, a walkie-talkie if that's that's your thing. That's what I'm saying is, like, like, when you want to upgrade your your loadout it's really not that much if you really think in the grand scheme of hobbies it's not that much right exactly like maybe like maybe all things considered to get like the ideal top of the line like milsim adjacent loadout maybe like fifteen hundred dollars including your gun maybe and that's like at the upper end if you're a tryhard exactly for the average player couple hundred if you just want to have fun and that's it maybe five hundred dollars yeah if that like you don't even have to show up with like camo or extra magazines or anything if you just wear like you know a green long sleeve and pants with shoes and a mask you could be like 300 in and still have an amazing time right no exactly and most of that 300 is literally your gun which has got to be somewhat decent and that's um, why you see a lot of younger kids at, in airsoft rather than a lot of other things is because it's not that expensive. Right. Right. Rentals are extremely affordable. You know, I mean, same thing with paintball to some extent, but especially with the airsoft. Oftentimes, like at some fields, it's like 30 bucks for a mask, a gun, and like a handful of BBs. And that's mm-hmm. all you need. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, right now we, uh, we're... Buying a bunch of stuff from evike.com and Amazon, just trying to get everything prepared because I don't have any of my camo from when I lived in Connecticut for some reason. Um, I have a couple of like masks and other kinds of gear, but I'm missing a lot of essential stuff. Um, so, and Maya has nothing. So, um, we've been buying a bunch of masks uh, and goggles online because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't fit her face. Um, like a lot of slim fit masks or like I have some stuff next to me. Are you looking for the ones that like you, you wear a mask here and then you have goggles for her? Yeah, we originally thought that. Um, so here are these goggles. I have like a set. Yeah, Christina, I got a set of those. Yeah, these are the, the Vulcan Zulu glasses. And these are actually, these ones, they actually work for Maya. I mean, they're not like full tight around your eyes. There's like a little bit of gap near the edge here. Um, but they fit. They fit her face. They rest well on her nose. Um, everything's pretty comfortable. And, but there's other ones that are like, there's one we got for twenty dollars that didn't fit at all. It just felt like it was just cardboard sitting on your face. And then there was a ten dollar pair of shooting glasses which were not rated to take a BB to the face. So she would have had to wear those underneath like a mesh mask if anything. But the mesh mask, it's kind of stinky, and she doesn't want to wear anything stinky. Yeah. Yeah, usually people, I feel like nowadays for Airsoft especially, people don't wear the full face anymore. They wear the, either the, like a really good set of, I don't, I'm covering my eyes, but like a really good set of like just eyewear that's like pretty big and nothing. They'll have like maybe a bandana or something around their mouth or they'll have like a decent eyewear and then decent like face protection. Yeah, I've, is, I've noticed that too. Yeah. Um, I feel so, like because it, it used to be very full face, like because like when for Airsoft started to become really big in the early 2010s, everyone was full face, like mask, and they feel like, wait a second, you don't have to do that because it's not paintball. Yeah, I mean, because like uh, with adults, I mean, obviously full face masks are re- like required for minors, but if you're over mm-hmm. 18 and you recognize the risk of like, hey. You can just wear goggles, but if you get shot in the teeth, there is a risk that your one of your teeth might get chipped or shot out, and that's a yeah. risk you live with. Very often, that won't happen, but if you're close enough, it probably will. Uh, so it's recommended, but not required. Um, but just the way you and I have played, we have never gone bare bones below the nose. Oh, like no. we've, we've always had a mesh mask on. I've all, yeah, I've, I've always had a, a mesh mask on to some extent. I've ne- I don't think I've ever played without one, to be honest. Yeah, neither have I, um, to my knowledge. My teeth are bad enough as it is. I don't need one chip. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to be too expensive to fix it. I'd rather not. Thank you very much. Dental work is very expensive on my pocket. 
I'd rather spend $25 on a mesh mask than a couple hundred getting a tooth replacement. Then on my and I got we got this little mask where it's it's mesh over the nose and mouth like this, and yeah. it's got like pads on the side. Um, so if you're aiming down your sights, it doesn't push your mask and bump your goggles or anything like that because the leather pads are flush with the side of your face. You can aim down sights and it's not really going to affect how everything sits on your face. Hmm. Um, so we also got her uh, a vest because um, she does need some protection from BBs because it is her first time. Um, and eventually I want to get a chest rig too, but something that fits. Yeah, I mean, like, especially if you're new at playing Airsoft and you've never done anything like that before, having, like, a little extra protection on your body is good because then you won't get as hurt. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, this is actually not that bad because then when you actually play a game without it, you're like, okay, I understand why people wear it or don't wear it. Because, uh, like, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of pros and cons with chest protection, like, with body protection, I mean, or any protection, like arm pads or knee pads or whatever. Mm-hmm. The more you wear, the more you have to be honest. If you're not an honest person, you should not wear that stuff because then you'll be like, I didn't feel it. It's like. Yeah, right. Really? Okay, dude. I mean, like a lot of people say like, oh, I prefer paintball over airsoft because you can tell when people are out and a lot of people cheat in airsoft. And yeah, I mean, and yeah, true. There are those, you know, those stupid people out there, but a vast majority of the quote-unquote cheaters are people that either didn't feel it or literally it hit them in a spot where they wouldn't have felt it anyway. Like, they get shot in their magazine or their gun or their body armor where maybe they didn't even hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it all it all depends. It all depends. But with, uh, with my new... With a new gun that I desperately need, I definitely want to have some kind of M4, M16 build with a bunch of magazines in it because my Echo 1 FAL, it has two high caps, which means the magazines each hold like 300 BBs and mid caps hold like 150 to 200 and you don't have to wind them. With mid caps? Nope. Mid caps are wind it once, set it and forget it. Hmm. Yeah. So I definitely want to want to get that. Maybe get like six mags total each one's gonna be like 20 bucks but that's all over time of course but like with a high cap gun the act of winding it replicates reloading to an extent right but when you're playing against people who have those mid cap guns you're like can you stop shooting me please (laughs) and also like like manually reloading the gun i mean like you said it's the same thing as winding the bottom but less weight holding in your hands you know you don't have to like wind every 20 shots you just kind of you can spray all 120 or do semi-auto for all 120 so um it's a it's a little bit different i've never done that i've never played a game with a mid cap before it's only been high caps it's probably a luxury once you do it you won't go back yeah and that's what i'm hoping because like with a new gun comes new responsibilities a new way of playing because like i've never actually had a good gun i had an okay gun you've had an okay gun they work both for... my guns are yeah my guns are pretty good except for the gats the little submachine gun are op freaking so op dude fun. close quarters you will win hundred percent and even outdoors like it works outdoors too really, yeah really even long. outdoors like granted you can't do long range obviously but like mid and short range it's still really really good yeah Especially with a light bow. I wish, yeah. Oh man, the light bow changed it. Like even I, like as like a fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old, using the light bow, I'm like, this made a difference. So, um, I back when we first got the GAT, we were we've been playing airsoft for a couple years, but we didn't realize that batteries could come in different sizes necessarily. So voltage, well, uh, voltage and capacity, but also size. So we we did buy the wrong kind of lipo for our gat you know the you know the stick that we taped on the side completely wrong kind of lipo to use we're supposed to use a little stick battery where it's the same size and shape roughly as the regular nim nymph batteries um but they're like shorter they're like this size so hmm. those ones actually fit in, in the, the, ha- the hand the handle so you can keep the grip on it we're so dumb yep 
I found that I, I literally, literally, it was right as I got back into Airsoft, like, two weeks ago or so. I'm you just like, it. I'm just like, oh, duh, of course there'd be different sizes of battery. That's stupid. And we just, we probably we, saw a light bulb and we're like, that's the one! Click. Especially because online, you don't know what the size of the battery is because there's no frame of reference. It's just a picture of it. Yeah. So we got it. And we're like, it doesn't fit in the stock. Oh, I guess we can duct tape it on the side. Which so. is fine. I mean, whatever. But, like, still, it's like you got to... The cleanliness of how the gun operates, it's like, ah, it's just no battery taped to the outside. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So the one thing I do want to do is I want to mod the GAT a little bit more, uh, mine, because I already put on a stock on mine a couple years back, but I want to put on a rail on the top so I can put a scope on it. I'm sure you saw it, but Evike sells the GAT fully kitted out with a stock from the factory now. I saw that and I was so mad. Was it wasn't like, like they, basically the same price, but it was like it was like ten dollars more or something. Yeah, it was like about that. the same price. I'm like really, it's like they knew that people would do it. Yeah. So upset, dude. Yeah. Honestly. But that's the way it goes. But I'm glad I did it on my own because I I could learn how to use a some t different tools and I could pick up the stock I wanted. and presses and drills and all that. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Customizations, a lot of fun. Whether it be for firearms or bikes or cars or whatever just like having something be your own is fun yeah yeah exactly again yeah. another reason why i want to get a new gun or rather i need to get a new gun is i can transfer some of my old accessories for my gat and my fal and i can transfer them over to the new one and then buy new stuff like you know a new instead of having like a vertical mount for a grip you can have like you can just hold the barrel also, if you bought a new one, Maya would just get the FAL. Boom, done. That'll be hers. If she liked the sport, if she likes the sport, uh, uh, I mean, we'll probably think about getting her her own gun because the FAL. It's been. It's we've literally had it for like eight years. It's not going to be great. I don't know if it's going to perform that well at the end of July when we go to play. I mean, guns don't really deteriorate for airsoft. They they do. So the internal, yeah, the internal um, gearbox, which actually powers the electricity, and then there's like you know it it'll hit the BB. Um, a lot of times, those gears are made very cheaply because um, a lot of airsoft manufacturers will use the cheapest parts possible just to get it out the door. So oftentimes, the those will like break down and make the gun either malfunction or not fire or just shoot terribly over a long period of time. So, but 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 either way, like the FAL is eight years old. It's not. Uh, it has zero upgraded parts. It's still stock from when we bought it. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not great anymore. Um, and it's probably hard to find modifications for it since it's not like an M4. Because usually, like M4s and Scars and all that stuff, all the the big brand uh, um, classifications for the guns. Mm -hmm. Usually, the big ones, like even like AKs usually have a lot of upgradable upgradable parts for them because they're so high in demand. But if you get something that's like a one-off, like a Tommy gun or like some sort of like Uzi or something, it's like it's going to be pretty hard to find, yeah. you know, what you need to upgrade it versus something popular. It's like it's like finding parts for like this specific, you know, Maserati versus a Honda Civic. Yeah, and oftentimes the price of a new gearbox is the price of a new gun. Like, they go, I want to say they go upwards of, like, $100 or something like that for a gearbox. Um, so, and like like you said, you know, it really depends on what size the gun is. There's going to be a different gearbox in a submachine gun that's very small uh, as opposed to, like, you know, an RPK or something like that where mm. it's a lot bigger. Um, See, I've been meaning to to plug my mine in and start shooting them and stuff, but like I just haven't gotten around to it at all. Like yeah. I have a backyard where I can just shoot the trees, but I just haven't. Also, I I talked to a certain someone, and how come you haven't gotten your AK fixed? Yeah, that's true. Fair it's enough. just a blowback on it. I know Christine's like, isn't your AK broken? I'm like the blowback function but that doesn't change anything 
There's like a that's the coolest part of it. I mean, I could take it apart and probably figure it out, but it's like the spring I think in it is broken, so it won't bounce back. It'll just kind of sit back, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So I think if I probably went to a hardware store and found a spring, I'd probably be fine. Yeah, and like in or in order to get, ooh, I don't know if you can see behind me, but P is back oh. there. there Hello, she is. She, she's oh, on the she's on the wheel. There she goes. Hello, P. Um, but yeah, no. I, I, Hopefully Move your it's, head. It's a, I need a seat. There we oh, go. Oh, excuse me, sir. I apologize. <laughs> Am I in the way of the lady? <laughs> yes. There she um, goes. Yeah, she's having fun. She's like, anyway. She, come, she comes out. Anyway, uh, so hopefully it's not going to be one of those situations where you have to take apart the whole gun in order to access where that spring goes. But I was telling Christine, better safe than sorry. Just bring it to a shop um, and just leave it there and be like, hey, the spring doesn't work. Uh, I'm not sure how the internals look because I've been using it for eight years. Um, just let me know what your recommendations would be and try to try to get that spring fixed. And then you go on to like a car show or the park or whatever. Because I think the closest shop to you guys was is like an hour away or something like that. Yeah, I think it might be in. I think it might be in Nashua or maybe Manchester. Okay. So it'll be like something like a day trip where I drop it off, see if they can do something about it. Yeah. You might have to find something else to do while you're out there and then yeah. just come back later in the day and be like, hey, picking it up. Because it would mm-hmm. suck if you just went down just for that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I could probably do that. I never really thought of it. Yeah. And that'd be cool. Maybe you can, uh, you know, it's a little bit touchy at this point in time, but maybe you could, like, invest a little bit of money and get, like, a Russian uniform. In this day and age, maybe I'll go with the Ukrainian uniform. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be cool to get in the whole get up of it with the AK. Because I, part of me wants to stay in the AK brand, whether it be even like getting like if I get a new gun, be like a modern AK or something like that. Where like it's a, still like, like a full metal black AK. Yeah, something where it's yeah. still customizable and you can upgrade and all that stuff. Because I feel like if I switch to like an M4 or a Scar or an M16 or something like that, I feel like doing 13-year-old Luke a bad oopsie because, like, 13-year-old me was like, the AK is your best. Um, I, I played it in Black Ops Call of Duty. It's the best <laughs> one. Which no, is, honestly. by the way, the reason why I bought a real wood metal AK for Airsoft was because I loved it in Call of Duty so much. I'm like, I have to get one. So and I that, feel like that's how the that's how the airsoft split is. It's either M4 or AK. Like those are the two primary branches in airsoft. Yeah, for like the medium high range category, yeah, it's AK and M4. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have like you know everyone dwindling in between the M14 and the Scar and the M16 and whatever. But yeah, those are the two main ones. Yep. I think having like some sort of light machine gun will be sick just bipod all right i'll sit here for half an hour (laughs) (laughs) just hang out like like the fun factor is obviously like 10 out of 10 but in terms of like practicality it would just be like you're carrying around like a 20 pound machine gun all day and it's not fun it's gonna be rough it would be cool though i would love to get into sniping and stuff but i know getting a good sniper is pretty pricey and also, um, I've heard from people, unless you're like, that is your main play style where you prefer to sit in one spot and just take people out one by one, if they come close to you, it's perfect. But for the average airsoft it's player, not good. yeah, because you're, you're sitting in one place for too long. It's super, super boring. Um, it's a very small group of people that actually enjoy, enjoy that it. and will be good at it. Yeah. So again... Fun factor, 10 out of 10. Practicality for, like, an actual mm. casual airsoft game, probably not. Like, if, if it was, like, my hobby, like, if I didn't care about any other kind of hobby and airsoft slash paintball was my thing, that would probably be something I would do. Because if I played every single weekend or every other weekend, I would probably be like, yeah, I want to branch away from, you know, charging in with a submachine gun or an assault rifle, and I want to go in with, like, a sniper. Sure. I'd, right. I'd probably do it. But since it's not like an every weekend kind of thing, it's once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same too. Like I've never, mm-hmm. I never played a game with a sniper. Never played a game with a machine gun, like a big one. Um, and it, like I said, it'd be fun. And if I, 
you know, had money and a whole bunch of guns on the wall back there, be like, nah, I'll switch. I'll switch this other gun for this. Yep. Game. That, that'd be fun. But alas, it, I, I do not. I cannot do that. Yeah. No, no. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I get the rest of my gear and stuff set up uh, and my camo and everything. And then, you know, eventually set up to get a new gun. Because <laughs> there's a lot of good brands out there. Like, e-bike doesn't carry them. They're mm. either discontinued or sold out of, like, yeah. basically everything. Anything you just have good. to, like, find something that's really good from, like, research and then find out how to get it. If, and if anything, I'd probably have to buy something secondhand, unfortunately. Is, or if, from a store. If, well, if there's something specific you're looking for, yeah. But if you're trying to find something that's new and reliable it's almost like you gotta watch like like Dutch the Hooligan or Airsoft Alphonse or Navrich or uh, Desert other, Fox not Desert Fox the other Aust- Aust- Austrian Airsoft oh um Silo? Silo yeah Silo yep yeah so yeah. you gotta figure out you gotta figure out like their videos because they I know they have like review videos of like their armory and stuff mm-hmm. and all that and they review different ones and whatnot. So yeah, there's a couple of brands that I'm looking at like Ares and VFC and um, Crytac, but like I said, Evite doesn't have them in stock. If anything, it would be at you know my local airsoft store, but it's still like. 30 35 minutes away so i'm not just gonna drive there just to see what they have um so i gotta do a little bit more research on that to see if they carry any of the good brands um but there's probably stuff online obviously facebook marketplace is probably not the best place to look yeah that's why i was also thinking like where do you find used airsoft guns because you probably can't just be like i got an airsoft m4 assault rifle for sale it's like maybe uh, ebay maybe ebay eBay, maybe, probably not Craigslist, but eBay no. might get lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to see, because, like, you know, there's no guarantee on the quality of it, if there's anything wrong with it, because you might spend a couple hundred dollars repairing it if, like, the electricals are all busted, so it's really, it yeah. really depends, but... It's that... almost like if you if you buy something secondhand, get ready to spend an extra hundred or two hundred dollars to see if there's something wrong with it, just in case. Yeah. Because, like, I definitely want to get um, a gun that has upgraded internals already, so it's not that cheap, you know, factory-made gears and everything. And something with a MOSFET, which is a, uh, it's another piece of te- technology in an airsoft gun, which controls the electronics a lot better. Mm. Um, so there's a lot more rhythm between the actual striker of the BB and the trigger pull. So you can get a lot faster shots um, if you... If your trigger like finger is just, just more responsive. Yeah. So anything with those two things, I'll be happy with. And obviously, it's going to take a lipo. But if it has fast trigger response and um, tougher gears, I am fine with that. Because that'll last for 10 years. Easy. With the amount I play or that we played before, easily. Easily last 10 years. Yeah, because we used our cheapo ones for quite some time. So they've definitely gotten their, their use in. Because your FAL and my AK probably got a solid four years of continuous playing time. Oh, 100%. In all all kinds of weather, all kinds of temperatures. Dropping them. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> Clunk. Thank goodness Ooh. yours is fully wood and metal and mine's fully metal. Otherwise, they would have snapped a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's like a Cabela's rifle. It's like, <laughs> clink. Done. Imagine we started off with like $20 spring pistols. <laughs> I, I gotta reload real quick. Hold on. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Remember, it was a game changer when we bought the battery powered MP9? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It shoots a 100 feet per second. Wow. <laughs> you could throw the BBs further. Yeah, they're like. Like, you would shoot them and you could, like, move out of the way and dodge them. It was that yeah. slow. What was our what, what was our first airsoft gun? Was it the AK and the FAL? Were those our first actual? We went from ones? spring pistols to the auto MP7, 
and then we had that spring rifle M16, which is bogus, and then we yeah. got the AK and the FAL. Okay, gotcha. So we we did a pretty big jump from like to woo. We did a huge jump, and then we just stayed there. We nothing just else stopped. happened. And then Ethan kept upgrading. We're like, okay, dude. Yeah, he's okay. got like two beasts of guns now. I'm just like, what, what happened to all your other ones? He's like, ah, they got old. I got rid of them. Yeah. I would expect so. Yeah. But that's probably how we're going to be. Like, me sooner than you. But I'm assuming, like, if you pick up Airsoft again and play somewhat regularly, like, maybe once every month or two months for you, maybe. Um, definitely yeah, worth it to get a new gun. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been going for a while. Well, we'll probably close it out. We'll continue the airsoft talk at another time, I guess. <laughs> You're like, I'm dying, friends. I am. It's not It's not great. Wrong hatches are not fun. <laughs> well, oh. then, on that note... Take us away, Luke! Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast if you made it this far please tell a friend because apparently you enjoyed it um uh re- do the um um posting in your stories and in your profiles so you let all your friends know about this podcast it's not very good we don't have a budget but it's you know two dudes hanging out because yeah we, we're having fun we're having fun that's what really matters we don't see each other anymore except for this rip but yeah uh give us uh five stars um, 10 out of 10, IGN, um, you know, leave a comment, tell us how much you hate us, and we'll reply back. Or if there's stuff you want us to talk about, if there's, like, cool stuff happening, they're like, whoa, guys, talk about that. We'd be like, okay, cool. Next next podcast, I know Dad doesn't listen this far, but, like, the first thing we should say in the next podcast, like, Dad, don't skip, we have to tell you something, and then he'll leave a comment. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know he presses on him, and that's it, but I'm like, if we say, Dad, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Stop, wait, wait, wait. Don't <laughs> skip. It, oh, we're, are we becoming toxic TikTok people? We're like, wait, wait, don't skip the video. It's not toxic TikTok because it's dad. He doesn't know what TikTok is. We're fine. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, for us, for us doing that to him, like, wait, wait, hold on. Before you go, you got to know this one thing. If it's, if it's specifically to one person, I think it's fine. If we were telling everyone, like, wait, 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 there could be. It's like, it's just, a, no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't That's fair. Forget okay, about we'll it. it. All right. <laughs> we'll I'm also talking time. into a different part of my microphone, and it sounds way different now. Oh, you can hear yourself? Yeah, a lot more. Oh, interesting. So I wonder if it'll Maybe come you should have done clearer. that the whole freaking time so well, we have audio problems. Fi- it sounds fine like this because I think it disperses, but this might be way more direct. Uh, uh, and now we'll find out what the difference is. I am so scared right now. Anyway, Caleb's like, I'm like, huh, I'll I'll find out about this in the edit. This is going to be disturbing. <laughs> you'll see all my bloop. You'll see, you'll probably see my bloopers of like, um, he's just hanging out by himself now. He's got <laughs> no, he's got no supervision. I'm excited. But uh, oh anyway, like Luke said, share across all platforms. We'll talk about stuff next time. Don't know what. If you guys have any ideas, let us know in the comments below. And, as always, we will see you next time. Do you smell bacon? Yeah. I mean, I've thought about it here and there. Not often, but I'm like, something really nice and really, really accurate. Oh, he's dying again. It's just me and you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Believing every night. Just the two of us. Being scared all night. Now, yeah, just the two of us. Dancing in the moonlight. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Caleb has left me to the podcast. It is just me, myself, and I. You cannot deny. Nobody else will know how much it will be so cool.
It's just me now. This is not good. This should be like blooper reels of like, hey, Luke's by himself. No parental authority over him. You cannot stop it. <gasps> <laughs>